hope you came ready to praise the Lord. Uh, let's all stand if you would.
announcements this morning. Look across the room. Y'all look over here at these people. Y'all look over here at these people. And everybody needs to smile. Amen. And uh, it's good. This is Christmas. Christmas is coming. And it is wonderful. We're celebrating the uh, the uh, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so I want you to greet one another. Uh, yea, Lord, we greet thee. And yea, Lord, we greet each other. Amen. So tell somebody you're glad to see them this morning, if you would. Shake their hand.
nobody else told you, I'll tell you, you sure do look good this morning. Amen. All right. Uh, find your place and uh, be seated if you would. We've got just a, a few announcements and we're going to continue to sing some Christmas songs and worship the Lord. Um, first things first this morning, as you're getting seated, we want to know if we have any visitors today. Brother Gary has some visitors cards. We don't want to embarrass you, but we do want to know that you are here. So if you're a visitor for the first time or the second time today, would you just lift up a hand? We got anybody first time, second, over here. Thank you for being here. Brother Gary, right over there on the side. Of, oh, Brother Jeff's got it. Brother Jeff's got it right there. And uh, Brother Jeff, uh, one uh, right up here, too, when you get done. All right. Wonderful. Thank you all for being here this morning. Fill that card out if you would. Put it in the offering basket when you leave today. We're so honored that you came to be with us this morning. Hey, uh, don't forget, uh, we, we do have Sunday school every Sunday uh, at 10 a.m., so uh, get up a little earlier, come and be. We have Sunday school for all ages, so we want to invite you to that. Uh, we do all, uh, normally have Wednesday night services, but we, uh, with the holidays, we're having a little bit of a different Christmas schedule. There'll be no Wednesday activities uh, this coming Wednesday or the next one, December 22nd and 29th, uh, to give you time with your families uh, during the Christmas holidays and the New Year's holidays, all right? And um, I don't know if you realize uh, we've been missing our, our TV went out over here. Uh, I want to give a big uh, shout out to Brother Brian Scarborough and his uh, brother-in-law that helped me uh, hang that and replace that today. Uh, that thing is heavier than it looks. I know it's a flat screen. Brother Brian, will you testify? That's, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty heavy. Amen. Uh, but we do have all screens working now. Amen. So big thank you to them. Amen. And uh, don't forget, here at Christmas, we've already helped uh, several families. Uh, we've uh, given out food. We've done things like that. Uh, but uh, we've given out money to help uh, with uh, families. Uh, so, again, right here the, before Christmas, if you have any families uh, that need help this Christmas, please come and see me. Uh, that's what the church is here for. That's what we're here for. We do have a food pantry and a food box, uh, and we do have a clothes uh, pantry that Miss Ginger runs. You can see Miss Ginger if anybody needs clothes. And if somebody just needs help monetarily uh, this Christmas, come let me know because we would sure want to help. Amen. Because that's what Christmas is all about, giving. Amen. And the giving spirit. So uh, I think that is, uh, that is everything. We are, I, I want you to know from... Uh, Landmark Baptist Church for me and Julie and our whole family. Uh, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and uh, we want to bring it in right. We uh, we had uh, a wonderful 2021, and we believe God's going to do even greater things during 2022. Amen. Because because He is in charge. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, let's stand if you would. We're going to continue to sing, and this is a little bit uh, different version of the first Noel, amen. How many of you know the first Noel? We're gonna change it up a little bit. It's a little bit different version. Just certain portions. 
appreciate you this morning. Lord, we've lifted our voices as a whole family to you, God, just praising you for God sending you to be born. Lord, we thank you because if your birth wasn't here, we wouldn't have you as our Savior. So that had to happen for us to have an earthly example of how to live our life, God. Father, we just thank you for this day, Lord, that we don't take it for granted that we're all able to just wake up and breathe and have the freedom to come here and worship you. And God, as we gather to celebrate your birth, I know it can be uh, busy in our minds of trying to do gifts and and that type of thing, but Father, may we just focus on the real reason for Christmas, and it's you, Father. Lord, I just pray that you would just give us time now, Lord, to hear your word, that you can apply it, we can apply it to our hearts, that we can become more like you, Father, and that we can just give everything to you. Lord, I thank you for this church. I thank you for our future, what you have planned for us, Father, that your will would be done. may be seated. We have wonderful children's church for you uh, today. If you have uh, children that would like to take part in that, uh, they can go. Uh, Miss Cindy will meet you at the door. Give our uh, children's church workers a big hand if you would. They always sacrifice and do everything good for us. Man, it is good to be in. Uh, yes, uh, hey, we do have uh, uh, just a special Christmas service. Uh, many of you know our son Josh is a worship leader uh, at Marvin Methodist in their contemporary service, and so they are doing a special Christmas service, and uh, I think many of you attended it with us last year. We just kind of made a, uh, an outing of it, so it's going to be Thursday night. Uh, what time, Julie? Six? Six o'clock in the Heard Auditorium at uh, Marvin Methodist. But if you'd like to meet us over there, uh, it's about an hour long, and then uh, we all went and ate afterwards uh, last time, so... Uh, if you'd like to meet us there and uh, go out to eat with us afterwards, we would love to enjoy a great Christmas service with you on Thursday. That's on Thursday at 6 o'clock, all right? Well, it's so good to be with you, and uh, I want to personally thank uh, Brother Oscar Jackson. I know he's not here this morning, but I'll do it through video. Brother Oscar, thank you for preaching. Brother Oscar, did Brother Oscar bless you last week? Amen. That's a big man. That is a big man, and uh, you do not want to disagree on the word with him. Amen. Because uh, uh, if you do, just keep it to yourself because he is a big, big man. But uh, I love Brother Oscar. Brother Oscar was a part of Grace Point for many years and just uh, such, such a blessing. And uh, I wanted to uh, preach to you this morning on uh, a Christmas message. And uh, we sang this song this morning, Mary, Did You Know? And uh, uh, really this is... Uh, taken from just uh, several scriptures that use the word behold. Whenever they would say behold in scripture, it meant pay attention. It meant pay special attention because I'm fixing to tell you something that need that you need to listen to and you need to hear. And uh, Mary, did you know, do you think, you know, when you think about Mary and you think about everything that, uh, you know, she was highly favored, the Bible says, and uh, God uh, was uh, used her 
uh, to bring about the son of man that would come and die for the sins of all mankind. But did she know really what was going on, you know, during all that time? And I just wanted to kind of re-go over some of the lyrics with you. It said, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and our daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? And this child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Amen. The Savior of the world, that is what Christmas is about. I want to encourage y'all, uh, I, as I do every Christmas, to please remember what Christmas is about on Christmas morning. It is so easy in the, in the rush of everything and being with family and cooking and, uh, and putting out presents, wrapping presents, trying to go to all the Christmas stuff. It can be very easy to kind of lose sight and get, even get aggravated many times during the Christmas season, can it? And so I want to encourage you to really uh, make a, an effort to put Jesus at the center of your Christmas. Uh, you know, I shared with you all, and I encourage all of you, if you've not started doing this, please do this. On Christmas morning, we get up, and the very first thing we do is we go to Luke chapter 2, and we read the Christmas story before we ever do anything else to set the tone for the day that this is really what the day is about. And, you know, I know as Christians, we celebrate Easter. Easter is kind of our big holiday, but listen, Christmas is just as important because you cannot have the cross without the manger. Amen. Jesus had to come and he had to be God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. And he had to come and be in the flesh in order to die on that cross for you and for me. Amen. So I wanted to just uh, talk today about um, a behold. And we're going to look at five different beholds. All right. Uh, I want to start off with using the, the Hebrew word hene. Uh, uh, all right. The Hebrew word hene. Uh, means behold, all right? And so the very first we're going to look at is behold Jesus the baby, all right? And that's probably the one we concentrate on the most uh, at Christmas. Uh, so behold Jesus the baby. I've got two scriptures for each one of these. Uh, now, the interesting thing is both of these scriptures come from Isaiah, and Isaiah was written, written way before Jesus ever showed up. These are talking, these prophecies are talking about Jesus Christ uh, coming and dying for your sins and my sins, but guess when they were written? 700 years before Jesus ever shows up. Amen? And so uh, that, that in itself is an amazing miracle. Amen? First one is Isaiah 7, 14. It says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, and behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and she shall call his name Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? Does everybody know? God with us. Amen. So Jesus is literally given the name that he is God in the flesh. He is God with you and God with me. Do you need God with you? Do you need the presence of Jesus Christ with you? Do you need it during the holiday season more than ever? We need the blood of Jesus more during this holiday than ever. Amen. As our world gets crazier, as things begin to, it uh, seems like the world just keeps unraveling, as things begin to unravel, you and I, we need the presence and the power and the blood of Jesus Christ more than we've ever needed him before. I don't think anybody could disagree with that, all right? Uh, Jesus was wrapped. Here's another fact you may not know. The Bible talks about that Jesus was wrapped in swaddling cloths. Uh, do you know what swaddling cloths were used for? Swaddling cloths were not normally uh, used uh, for wrapping babies. The main purpose for swaddling cloths was wrapping dead bodies. 
It was the same cloth that they would use after the body was dead and before they would bury it and before they would put it in a tomb, they would wrap it in these swaddling cloths. So I don't think there's any mistake to that, that these were the same cloths that were used to wrap the dead for burial. So the picture of this is that this child, Emmanuel, God with us, was even at his birth born to die for the sins of all mankind. So he's wrapped literally in grave clothes even at the beginning because the purpose of this baby boy was to come and his purpose from day one was to die for the sins of all mankind. Do you deserve salvation this morning? The greatest gift you'll ever receive is your salvation. I don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. It is the greatest gift you will receive. If you don't get one gift under the tree this year, I'm telling you, you've got the greatest gift of all if you know Jesus. Amen. And you don't have to fret. You don't have to cry. You can get on your knees on Christmas morning and say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the greatest gift you've ever given to me, the greatest present anybody will ever receive. Amen. All right. And then Isaiah 9, 6 is the other scripture. And uh, you may have heard this one. This is in a, a famous uh, musical called The Messiah. For unto us a child. I can sing it in classical music, but I won't. Uh, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Amen. Ooh. Man, that's good stuff. All right. So behold Jesus the baby. Number two that we want to behold Jesus is behold Jesus the Lamb of God. All right. The first scripture on this one is John chapter 1, verse 29. It says this, the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, many people today, they, they want to get caught up in, uh, you know, well, I feel like I've got, it's just the, the gospel is too easy. Listen, the gospel is maybe easy because Jesus did all the work, but I'm here to tell you Jesus died so that you and I could have eternal life because you and I can't deserve it. We can't earn it. We can't be good enough. We can't be perfect enough. The Lord Jesus Christ came and he died on a cross so that you and I don't have to be perfect. Amen. That should relieve every single one of us. You do not have to be perfect. You don't have to earn God's good favor. He has already poured it out on you and me. And all we have to do is reach out and accept the free gift of salvation. Amen. In Jesus' time, now when, when John calls him the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, why was that significant? And why a lamb? Why not some other animal? Well, because people in Jesus' time knew that there was a sacrificial system, had been in the Jewish community all their lives. And it was a sacrificial system. When someone sinned, then something or someone must die in its place. Blood had to be spilled. And you know that in the Old Testament, uh, for the sins of the people, they had to take a spotless, unblemished lamb, and they would slit its throat, spill its blood out, and they would put the blood on the wings of a dove, and they would let it fly away. And that represented that somebody, the blood had to be spilled. And Jesus came to be that final sacrifice. But these people understood that there was a sacrificial system. When someone sinned, those sins had to be paid for. And that meant some blood had to be spilled. All right? 
there was also what they called the Passover. And the Passover represented when uh, the death angel came. And you remember that the, God told the people that it, you will take the blood of a lamb and you put it over the doorpost. And uh, every, otherwise, every firstborn child was going to die. But the death angel came, and it would pass by. And if there was the blood on the doorpost, the death angel would pass over. All right? And so Jesus represents that also. The blood of Jesus means that uh, you don't have to die eternally. Amen? Now, we're all going to die physically. Amen? Unless the Lord comes back, we're all going to die physically one day. The Bible tells us that it's appointed unto men once to die, and after this is a judgment. But guess what? You don't have to die uh, spiritually. You can live forever. And the fact of the matter is, here's the wonderful news for everybody in this room. Everybody in this room is going to live forever. That's not the question. What is the question? The question is where? Everybody in this room is going to live forever. Because you see, even when you die physically, that's not it. It's not over. You will live on spiritually. And everybody in this room will live eternally. Your spirit will live eternally. But where are you going to spend that eternity? That is the main question. All right? Number three. Behold Jesus the man. Now this one is one that we, we tend to look over a whole lot. We, we concentrate a lot on Jesus the baby at Christmas. Uh, we concentrate on the Lamb of God at Easter. But sometimes we forget that Jesus came and he took on flesh. He was a man. Amen. Uh, so uh, he was all God and all man at the same time. First scripture on this one is John chapter 19 verses 5 and 6. It says this, Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said to them, Behold the man. Verse 6, And therefore when the chief priests and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. And Pilate said to them, You take him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. Pilate was caught in the middle. Pilate really didn't want to do this, and Pilate really didn't know why they were so upset with Jesus, but he said, I find no fault in this man, and he said, behold, the man Jesus that you want to crucify, and they screamed even louder, crucify him, crucify him, all right, and then again from the prophecy of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 53, verses 5 and 6, and uh, I want to tell you, th these, are, these are two of my favorite verses in the entire Bible because they described to me, and again, this was 700 years before Jesus ever shows up, but this to me paints a picture of our Savior and how much he loves you and me so much. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes. Did you get that? By his stripes we're healed. Amen? Amen? It's by his straps we're healed. And all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. The Lord laid on him all of my sin. All of your sin. He laid all of our iniquity upon him. We talked about this Wednesday night. 
when Jesus cries from the cross and he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It wasn't that his father had forsaken him. It was that at that point, you are witnessing the very point where God has to look away because Jesus is dying for the sins of all mankind and God the Father can't look upon that sin and he has to turn his face away. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. It was the plan from the very beginning. There is no plan B, as you've heard me say many times. Jesus was God in the flesh, but he was not an ordinary man. He was full of compassion for his people. What was the difference between Jesus and a regular man? Jesus went and touched lepers, the people that nobody else would touch, the people that nobody else would have any compassion towards. In fact, they made them go live outside the city because nobody could touch them or be near them. It was highly contagious. And Jesus knew that they needed compassion. They needed touch. So Jesus came and he touched the lepers. He befriended and he talked to and he ministered to the prostitutes, the people that nobody else in town, everybody, the castaways. Jesus loved and touched and ministered to the misfits. Anybody else in here a misfit besides me? Aren't you glad that he is the God of the misfits? He's the Savior of the misfits. Amen. He is my Savior. He's your Savior. Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter how bad you've done, how bad you've messed up, how much everybody else has walked away. You ever messed up so bad that people just walked away from you? You ever had that? People you thought would be with you forever just turned around and walked away? Jesus never walks away. He's the God of the misfits. Amen. Amen. But I got good news. Behold Jesus, the returning king. Amen. Amen. Revelation. <laughs> Revelation 22, verses 12 and 13. And he says this. Behold, I am coming quickly. Are you ready? Are you ready? Man. Every day I think it can't get any worse. I get up the next morning, it seems to get a little worse. But guess what? It should catch us as no surprise, amen? He told us it would get worse before it gets better, that all these things must pass before I come again, amen? Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the end. I am the first and the last. Amen. And then Revelation 19, 11 through 17. Mm. Now this is strong right here. And when we get to the end here, I want you to say the words with me. Amen. This is John speaks. He says, Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Can you see it one day? If you don't die first, maybe some 
we'll get to see this one day. The heavens opened up, Jesus coming on a white horse, and the armies of heaven riding on white horses behind him. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. And he himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written. Say it with me. King of kings and Lord of lords. And then last verse, say this with me. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather together for the supper of the great God. Amen. There it is. You always wonder where that verse was Brother Mike was talking about. People say we're not going to eat in heaven. Well, I don't know what you're going to do at a supper. I'm going to eat. Amen. Going to have that fried chicken, that 30-weight gravy. Amen. There it is right there. Coming together for the supper of the great God. Can you imagine sitting around that table one night with all your loved ones that have already gone? Can you imagine just sitting there at the table and laughing and crying and just, what a time. What a time. What a day that will be. With my Jesus, I shall see him. Mm, time is short. And the last point is this. The last behold is this. Behold, Jesus wants to share life with you. He wants you to live for him. What is the point of all this? What is the point of getting saved and giving your life to Jesus if we don't use our life for him? If we don't share our life with others, if we don't tell others, if we don't inspire to take others with us. Listen, I've been given the greatest gift ever given, eternal life through Jesus Christ, my Lord. How selfish is it of me to keep that to myself and to never share that with anybody else? We've got to open our mouths, church. We've got to be inspired to get out, bring the lost in. Lost people should be coming in those doors every Sunday. We should be going out of those doors telling the lost every week. You know where you really are, the church? Not inside of here. Where you really are, the church, is when you go outside of those doors. Your mission field is when you leave those doors. Behold, Jesus wants to share life with you. The last scripture is this, Revelation 3.20. And he says this, and this is for everybody in the room. And this is whether you're saved and maybe you've just wandered far away and you're not living for him. Maybe you've never humbled yourself. And he says this, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and I will dine with him and he with me. Listen, folks, Jesus knocks at the door. Now, he's a gentleman. He's not going to knock the door down. He's not going to be rude, but he is knocking, and he will consistently knock. But how many chances do we get? How many times will he knock before the Holy Spirit that says they're not going to answer? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He is knocking and knocking and knocking, but you must open the door. 
You must open the door. He will not force you to open the door. He will not kick the door down. He loves you so much. He'll keep knocking. But listen, he can only knock for so long. And one day, maybe when you get sick and one day or maybe you're in an accident and this life is over, at that point, it's too late. It's too late. Time is short. You must decide now. If at Christmas season, if you're not living for him, let me tell you what you can give Jesus that he would love to have for a present. Yourself. If you have wandered away from him, if you're not living for him, if you're not responding to him the way you need to respond to him right now, come back to him. Come back and say, Jesus, I'm giving you myself again. Maybe I'm re-gifting it. Maybe I'm re-wrapping myself again. But, Lord, I'm coming back to you. Amen. Julie, you can come. You see, Jesus is a soon-returning king, and he's the one who right now, he's standing at the door of your heart, and he is begging you. He's begging you to let him in. It is God's will that none should perish, but that all should have everlasting life. He has such a heart for you, such a compassion. That's why he keeps holding off. Many say, why, why is he so slow in coming? The Bible says he's not slow in coming. It said he has great compassion and mercy that all may come to know him. Amen. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? You know, we, sang another, we sang another song at Christmas called Silent Night. And uh, we're going to sing Silent Night as the invitation. And then that's how we're going to close out tonight too. But I want to give you an opportunity. If you're here today and uh, you've never asked the Lord Jesus to be your Savior, or maybe you've wandered far away from him, and you need to give him yourself as a present, as a gift back today, you can pray this prayer with me. Just pray this prayer in your heart, your mind, and your spirit. Just say, Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. Lord, I don't deserve you, but I believe you died on the cross for my sins. Lord Jesus, right now, the best way I know how, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me of my sins and to save me. Lord, I need you. I need your blood that was spilled for me. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, to save me. Every head bowed, every eye still closed. If you prayed that prayer today for the first time, or maybe you prayed it as a prayer of recommitment, would you just lift up a hand? I'd love to pray for you today. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. And we're going to have a time to respond as we sing Silent Night. I would love to pray for you. Brother Martin would love to pray for you. But this altar is open. If you just want to come and talk to God, you just want to come. Maybe you're really struggling this Christmas. Maybe you're really, really struggling. Listen, there's a lot of people struggling. Just come. Lay your burdens at the feet of the Lord. Father, have your will and your way during this invitation. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand. If you need to come and pray, if you need to come and uh, let me pray over you, I would love to do that as we sing.
Well, some folks are recommitting themselves to the Lord, giving themselves back to the Lord. I pray for you this morning that uh, maybe you were too embarrassed to come down. There's no shame in that. But please give your heart and your life to Jesus. Do what's necessary to, to live for him, to turn things around. You and I, we can talk about it all day long, but many times it's, are we going to do the things that are necessary to do the things to change and come back to him? Amen. So I encourage and inspire you to do those things. Um, I want us to do something different this morning. I want us to just uh, condense, if we would. Y'all come this way and y'all come this way. Let's join hands. And uh, as we get ready for Christmas, I want us to sing Silent Night as we go out today. So uh, everybody just uh, come where you can kind of grab a hand, reach across the aisles. Amen. Come on. Come on across. They won't bite. I don't think they will. I don't think they'll bite. They may bite, but... <laughs> All right. Yeah, come on, y'all. And listen, I want y'all to know, this is family right here, amen? Um, I want to tell y'all that I, I consider y'all more of my family sometimes in my own blood family. Because I'm here to tell you, blood, uh, blood really don't have nothing to do with family. That's, that's your relatives. But I'm here to tell you, family is the ones that love you unconditionally that will rally around you and are there for you come hell or high water. Amen. Family's the ones who are going to stand with you and they're going to be for you. They've got you back and they are going to be there to lift you up when you fall down. So y'all are family. Y'all are my family. You're my brothers. You're my sisters. And I love y'all so much. Amen. And uh, couldn't have made it through this last year without y'all. And uh, many of you know what, what all has gone on in my life. But uh, that's when you know who's really family. Those people who got you back. Amen. And I want you to know from my family, I've got your back. And I hope you've got mine. Amen. Let's sing a silent night together. Christmas, and I hope you have a great holiday. Uh, if you do want to go to the Christmas service on Thursday, come tell me or Julie. We would love to meet you and uh, spend time with you. God bless you. You're dismissed.